Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number 39. So, apparently, we can't count. I'm just, do you know what? I was titling the podcast episode and coming to work out what number we're on this week. And we're on episode 39, but that's what we called last week. And we missed out 38. Professional, I know. I know. So not only are we incredibly unprofessional, we, we can't get to the number 40. I actually like admit to people I can't count. Like I can count, but I get very pressured. Like if you were to... If I was, if my job was to count, I would make no money because I'd get it wrong all the time. Like if you say to me, can you count, I don't know, you gave me 50 pieces of pasta and you're like, can you count those? <laughs> like I'd, I'd have to stop and start again I do struggle. at least three times. I do struggle when it comes to reading, even like when I'm reading my long card number and I'm on the phone, I'm like, one, two, three, seven. Like it's a bit of, it's a, bit of a faff. I mean, it wasn't hard like to do the last task, but... We still managed to get it wrong. Yeah, so we're sorry. If anyone's confused, so are we. Yeah, <laughs> that makes a few of us. Yeah, but how are you anyway? Let's move on because we're making ourselves sound <laughs> sound terrible. I know. I bet, I bet other podcasts don't have this introduction, do they? Well, well, you just don't get this kind of lols with other podcasts. <laughs> I'm not sure what's been funny so far. <laughs> I'm well, thank you. I'm good. I am sitting at my desk today. I've had a real as I said to Joe, professionally chained to the desk kind of day, um, which made me feel like a very important CEO or something. Like I said to Joe, I need to borrow his laptop for this podcast. And I was like, Joe, do you mind bringing it up? I've been chained to my desk. And I think he's just like, have a day off. Who do you think you are? (laughs) (laughs) Calm down. Have you not done anything fun apart from being chained at your desk today, last week or the weekend? Oh, so last week I had a busy old week. Um, We had our food tasting for the wedding which would have felt very talking about last week essentially a three-course sit-down lunch which was marvelous are you you pleased with your choices very pleased I didn't really know like it's hard because you're sitting there and you've got the chef who's obviously prepared it and the caterers are there so I I felt a bit like Greg Wallace but only I didn't want to criticize anything I didn't want to be like this is great a little salty if anything because I've just I don't have that kind of gusto in me so I was like yeah it's all lovely it was all lovely um I wasn't just saying that but um no that was really lovely tried all the canapes as well which was as you can imagine thrilling I can't wait I can't wait oh I, I really can't wait and now I'm like the more as each week goes on the more I'm like oh my god now it's technically two months until we're in the month that's intense I know I'm getting every now and again I'll be really chilled and like I still ages the way and then I kind of get a bit clammy handed when I actually think about it and then I'm like okay okay we spoke about weddings last week so I shan't go on too much the other thing I did last week I went to a gig I went to a gig like a cool person it was in um it was in Hackney so naturally a gig in Hackney is gonna ooze oh wow I know very trendy clientele so I felt very out of my debt but it was to see a guy called Gus Dapperton who I know I've mentioned on here before and have a real soft spot for but it was amazing it was like being at a sick form party everyone was just really trendy really excited and his like 
as they um finished, one of the songs they put on on the overhead just as everyone walked out was Backstreet Boys and everyone sang. And it was just like for someone like me who loves a good sing song, a room full of people all singing one song is just my idea of heaven. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it was no, it was brilliant. It was really, really good gig. Um and Brooklyn Beckham was there. So we had a celeb spot, everyone. Woo! You you love a celeb spot. I live for a celeb spot. Um and I, I wouldn't have even spotted him. My um, my spotting skills are minimal. You're normally a good spotter. I mean, if I'm in an area where I know there's going to be people to spot, but if I'm just, you know, pottering around, I'm not on the lookout. I'm off duty. Fair enough, fair enough. But he smelled incredible. Like, he smelled like he doused, doused himself in, like, Tom Ford's finest, most lavish perfume because every I knew every time he'd walk past without even having to look. That's how good he smelled. I I I bet that's not even Tom Ford. I bet it's some bespoke perfume. I bet it's probably David like, Beckham. I bet it's nothing normal people can David buy. Beckham. Well, that's true. I mean, you you would think actually. Do you know Keep what? it in the family. Yeah, all the Beckhams should be wearing their own perfume. You'd think. You think. You're gonna purchase it. Nice. I look forward to smelling you next time. I know. I see well, you. there's that is my story of the week. What have you been up to? Oh, and I came to see you. And you did come to see me with Brittany. We had a lovely time. Oh, we went to the Cheese Society in Lincoln and, oh my God, the rare bit. So I need to t- I need to explain to people, just because, you know, I have a platform and I- I'm excited. Um, <laughs> it's probably of no interest to anybody, but I've, I'm particularly passionate about Lincolnshire sausages. Like if you eat a Lincolnshire sausage in Lincoln, it tastes a thousand times better than a random Lincolnshire sausage from the supermarket. However, better than a Lincolnshire sausage is a thing called a Boston sausage. And Boston is a town in Lincolnshire, but their sausages, not but, but their sausages are incredible. And the rare bit in the Cheese Society uses a Boston sausage. And I just want to say they're just they're just above and beyond. Oh, it's worth writing home about, isn't it? It really is. I had a cheese souffle, which the Cheese Society have sold for many, many years. They're iconic. And then Brittany, which I would never have ordered, but actually, next time I go in there, I'm going to have that. She had like a cheese and meat platter and she got a bit of pork pie, a bit of plum loaf, an array of crackers and chutneys. It looked, I was a bit jealous of that, food envy. It was really good. And do you know what? They're, um, they're pickled, is it oh, yeah. pickled red onions? So oh. I always ask for extra because, oh. um, you know, not to not to sound schmoozy, but it's my friend Lucy um, that runs it. And I always ask for extra pickles. She knows people. I know she people. knows people. And um, I always get extra, I asked for extra pink pickles, but you ate like pretty much all of my extra pink pickles and then we moved on to Britney's board. Um, and speaking of pink pickles, I made some pink pickles yesterday. I need to stop saying pink pickles. How did they come yeah, out? Were so they the good? trick is with pink <laughs> pickles, there's two ways that I like to make them. One is Ellie Pear, um, who's E-L-L-Y-P-E-A-R on Instagram. See, I can't even say letters out loud. Her method is that you boil them for one minute and then douse them in lime. And that is how you can get like pickled pink pickles <laughs> in um in less than... Pickled a pink pepper pickle. That's how you can get pink pickled... Oh God, I can't even say it. Pink pickled onions um, in less than 15 minutes. And I I am lazy and like to use the Sarsons um, pickle in 15 minutes bottle that you can get from Tesco or Morrison's. I know you can do it yourself with sugar and salt. And um, I have done that loads of times, but this is so quick. But the trick to it I've found is, is, is Ellie Pear's trick, which is boil the onions for a minute because it softens them and then whatever pickling juice you put on it just makes them go that really vibrant pink so the trick is the boiling for 60 seconds because I know your lovely friend Lucy at the cheese society said what she does is use white wine vinegar and yeah she was very sugar. very like emphasized the sugar didn't she oh yeah which I'm like yeah I, I in fact for my lunch I feel like we're really can you tell I've not spoken to anybody apart from Jack today <laughs> but for my lunch I had my Waitrose sourdough some cream cheese with a sprinkling of feta oh. and then just loads of uh, pink pickles on there. Was that your sourdough um, from the freezer and your feta from the freezer? <laughs> so just to give anybody context to that, I go to Waitrose and I bulk buy their sourdough and put it from in the freezer because you can toast it from the freezer and it's amazing. But I made a comment on Instagram the other day about how I was having um, avocado on toast, but 
in an ideal world, I'd have some feta, but I've had to stop buying feta because the packs are too big. Well, Instagram had something to say about that. Turns out you can marinate your feta in olive oil so it doesn't go off or go to waste. Oh yeah, sorry, back to the actual original point. Yeah, people said you can freeze it as well. I mean, I just can't get over it. I mean, it's a very good way of reducing waste. Well, because I just stopped buying feta because the packs were too big. And you know, I mean, you can get the cubed one in the cage, but I mean, I just feel like that's too much plastic. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I mean, I personally am not a feta person. So I'm just like, the less feta in my house, the better. <laughs> the less feta, the better. I like that. You should definitely get it on a t-shirt. But yeah, just for, if anybody else wants a top tip out there, um, you can freeze your feta or if not, marinate the rest of your pack so it doesn't go to waste. I could have saved a lot of feta over the years. Can we get a round of applause, please? <laughs> wow, we've been talking for quite some time about nothing. That's all I can say. But, you know, it's good. I know, it's just, it's just an easy chat today, which is yeah. going with an easy well, what one. what else did I do? You came to visit me. I feel like I had a bit of a roller coaster actually. Um, I was solo parenting, which it takes a while to get into. Like when Jack says that he's going to go away for work, I'm like, don't leave me, don't leave me, I can't do it, I can't help. And then after two or three days, you're like, I am acing this. Um, you're like, you're like, I know exactly what to do if I, I just, I just don't need anyone. Yeah, support. I don't need any help. And um, it was really good. And actually I had, um, like you came up to see me, my friend Laura came to see me and I just kind of felt like I had a lot of friends like showing up to support me, which, which was just lovely. I mean, I know people, there's single parents out there and people do solo parenting all the time. I used to do it much more when June was younger, but I, it was just combined with a bit of a low bit of a, a funk and it was just really nice to have friends being like do you know what I'm going to come and see you and I'm really glad that you oh did. it helps you good company yeah definitely it? It, well it's just I think in this day and age it's so easy to send a whatsapp or like we don't even call each other do you? I mean I call you a lot and vice versa no but it's true like I was saying this like the other day I never I speak to most of my friends on I don't know like dms or or whatsapp or text and I used to phone after school. I used to phone my friends like the second I'd left yeah. them. Just like obviously, I'd, obviously, you didn't have texts or texts were very limited, but I would be like gasping to talk to them. And the other weekend, I said to Gemma, like I hadn't seen her, and I was like, let's just like I think she suggested like just having a phone call. And we were on the phone for an hour and a half, but it was so nice, just literally chatting and setting the world to rights because you just don't get that on text. You, it's so hard to set the world to rights over text. Whereas, you know, if you are on a phone call, you think, oh, it's it's the second best thing to seeing someone. Although it kind of feels sometimes like a bit of an effort. It's so worth yeah, it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think, you know, if you're setting the world to write some WhatsApp, like we do this sometimes, and then like the other person will just disappear for a few hours and then the mood's gone. And then you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to voice note. to get Yeah, we do across. a lot of voice notes, but you can't always listen. I don't know, phone calls, we need to bring them back. But you're so right. I used to... Um, after school, yeah, the second I'd left my friends, I'd be like, hello. I know. Guess what happened in the 20 minutes walk home? <laughs> oh, do you remember when you used to answer Nothing. the phone with your phone number? Did you do that? Is is that of your generation? No. Oh, my God. No, what? So, like, what? somebody would call your landline and they'd be like, 811412 or 693871. No, 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 it's a thing. Honestly, it's a proper thing. If you're of a certain age. I'm going to get so many messages now of people going, yeah, Charlotte, that's the thing. And I'm going to feel really you left out. me answering my phone now, like 07944974931. That was a made up number, by the way. I don't feel that was enough numbers. <laughs> <laughs> but can you imagine? But that's like, but that's what, that's what your name is for. Like, hi, No, it's no, no, Liv. it was like 213479. Like, that's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> Oh, I know, literally. Days. Like, it, it, I think it was before we had electricity. That's that is the funniest thing. It's so weird, isn't it? But no, it's. I really want to bring phone calls back because it, it is so true. And like you say, like when I saw Laura's stories, just being like, it's so easy to check with a friend and be like, oh, I hope you're okay. But actually, saying to someone, okay, I'm going to come and see you, or let's actually do something, is it, it's a lot harder. I've seen a meme about self care, and it's like. At what point does it become self-care? And at what point are you just being a complete arsehole? <laughs> As in, like, you know, you, it, 
Oh, like cancelling yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, 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 like totally. Not... And um, I think it's too easy to cancel. And obviously, you know, I'm, I've kind of got one foot in each camp that I'm like, well, you know, if you don't feel like it, fine. But then sometimes you just need to show up for the other person. And most of the time, I've never wanted to go anywhere in my entire life, I don't think. But um, as Jack always points out, I think maybe like on two occasions have I not had a good time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I said this to Joe earlier. I was like, the amount of times I've cancelled and now I've either spent the rest of the day mulling over the cancellation opposed to actually going and being like, that was quite nice. But I mean, obviously there are occasions where you just do not fill up for it. So that's not to say that people cancelling, you know, you know, you're like, I think there are times where I've cancelled and I have felt bad, but I've like known that I could Mm, not have done it. But there are times where I'm like cancelling perhaps out of laziness or out of like, I don't know, there, like, there is an instance where I think, no, look after yourself. But And I think there is that's brilliant that people can now say, do you know what, I'm not feeling myself, I'm not feeling my best, I'm not going to see you, which I respect 100%, because I think it's so much cooler to say that than just be like, there are, obviously there are points where we were growing up where no one, you just cancel and you'd be like, oh, I feel sick. Whereas actually saying, do you know what, I'm not feeling well at all, like mentally, physically, whatever. But I think a lot of the time going sometimes can be the lift that you need as well like I know that there have been like times where I've been going out for dinner with someone I'm been, I've been at home all day in my pajamas and I'm like oh I've got to get dressed I've got to leave the house like I could just continue this like lug- luxurious self-care moment and not get dressed but then I'm like no but on the other hand another form of self-care self-care is just going out and saying I deserve to have a nice time with my friends and have a bit of dinner and have a chatter. And then that kind of reinvigorates you sometimes. Totally. That was one of the things I found about solo parenting is because I haven't done it for so long. Um, I almost get lazy. Like I'll ask Jack to do things or I'll just like, again, rather spend time at home. And like when it was just me and, and I had June, like I had to leave the house, like however many times a day. Cause I think as a freelancer, like think I left the house on Saturday oh no I left the house yesterday but I haven't left the house today I just, I, I've been really busy yeah um, and and then that can be like three days and you've not left the house or like um you know I won't get dressed and it'll be four o'clock and then I'll get dressed and be like why didn't I do that hours ago and I've said to you before and I said on the podcast mm. I have my checklist of like things to make me feel better and it's like shower get dressed go for a walk then if I'm still feeling absolutely yeah. I mean as I say there's some days where like really bad days where you're just like no don't want to do those but you know self-care can literally be like ticking those things off going to the supermarket making sure you've got enough food for dinner and it's not an exciting form of self-care in terms of like doesn't look good on Instagram but that I think that's a really important part of um self-care as well so completely and it's I mean it's such a luxury as well to have the freedom to say I'm going to come and visit you or I'm going to come and do that as well like definitely taking that into consideration because I know that if I was in a full-time job, it's a lot harder for me to say, I'm going to come up and see you and actually follow through on that because I can I can afford to do that with my schedule. I can say I'll work on Saturday, whereas a lot of people will be like, oh, I work five days, my weekends I have packed or whatever. So obviously phone calls and things are are there for a reason. Bring um, back the phone call. But yeah, no. The fringe of it campaign. I know, bring back the phone call. That's the thing, and I've always been... I'm always, I hate talking on the phone um, unless it's to someone that I really know. Like if for work things, if they're like, we'll organise a call. I'm like, no, we don't have to do that. Oh, you see, I'd much rather have like, a call. Much rather have a call. Like um, I'm a bit naughty. I, I try not to do it, but if I can just speak to somebody on the phone, I will just call them out of the blue and be like, um, I just, rather than sending you 27 emails, can we just have a quick chat? But but that's, it, do you, know what, you I think you phoning me is probably flex that phoning muscle of mine because I'm like oh it's not it's not so bad after all. I live oh seven eight seven nine seven four maybe that's the thing maybe this week as your challenge internet phone someone without them knowing <laughs> freak them out into oblivion and flex that muscle and <laughs> um, I genuinely was thinking about getting a landline the other day because I'd love to leave my have you not got a landline if you've got a landline yeah. Oh, wow, I think an adult's heard you. What, with an actual phone plugged <laughs> into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, I mean, to be fair, the only calls we get are from people calling the wrong number <laughs> or the or like the ones that are like, oh, you've been involved in an accident, um, to which I get like nothing riles me up like a call like that. And my dad's got like a series of tips to deal with that. 
<laughs> Maybe we could get him on the podcast one day. Yeah, he really plays up to it. He kind of really goes all out. He'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't believe you heard about that. And then he'll put the phone on the side and continue his day um, and then come back and be like, oh, sorry, sorry, five minutes, and then just leave them hanging. Because, I mean, he just gets so angry. I mean, I, I, I do sympathise with people that have to do those phone calls because it can't be very fun to have to say to someone, I've heard about your accident when they haven't had one. But sometimes I'm like, oh, but if you're phoning a vulnerable old person, that's not very pleasant either. No, true. And that's going to panic them. Maybe I'm not going to get a landline. Think- I've evaluated the situation <laughs> and I can't screen my calls. So from landlines, shall we talk about uh, a little bit more modern technology? Uh, the television. It's time for Teletalk. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I've got so much. I didn't even realize how much I had to say about everything. (laughs) Um, What have you been watching this week? Pulled the reins in a little bit. I've watched two things and I've got another thing to comment about. So the first thing I watched, which actually wasn't, that last week it was the week before but it is still on demand um is 100 vaginas which was on channel 4 and it was a documentary by the photographer Laura Dodsworth it was absolutely brilliant i don't know whether you saw it did no, you see it i have not seen that what channel was it it on? was amazing channel 4 so she did um she took photos of 100 different women and their vulvas channel 4 turned it into a documentary but the amount of ground that was covered was so impressive like it was such it was I mean I think for a lot of people I can imagine it being quite a shocking thing to watch on telly because obviously on primetime television you very very rarely see anything as intimate as that and obviously people aren't used to that so it can make people uncomfortable I wouldn't I I don't know I feel like it's something that you'd be like if you're with your parents you'd be like oh my god but from a point of view in terms of like like education and taboos it was just so inspiring and it's weird because it feels like a lot of the women on there I kind of was finding myself saying oh they're so brave but then I was like why does it and they are brave but why does it come to a point that we have to like talk talking about female anatomy becomes a courageous thing um but I think it's it was just breaking those taboos isn't it like to be fair it's it's on my watch list because one thing I did notice um that the internet was a bit upset that they're using the word vagina instead of vulva but I wouldn't have thought about that I remember I saw someone say that I think the reason Channel 4 opted for that is because they didn't think vulva would encourage as many people to watch it because people don't actually know that that is what a vulva is like that is how far we have to come yeah it's totally true and I think it's breaking um like massive taboos like I brought I feel like I could talk about this for such a long time but like I'm of the generation I don't know if it's a generation thing or a me thing but like my mum will happily get naked in a in a gym changing room like not bothered and I've noticed a lot of women my mum's age not bothered at all whereas I can get dress discreetly with my towel like I still do it at home and Jack's like what are you doing and I'm like changing room changing room dressing and I don't as I said I don't know if it's a generational thing or a me thing but I realized by having June how many of these like taboos I'm still like are internalized within me because it's just how we've been brought up I know it's like there's such an air of like ah, it's embarrassment and it's just 
I mean, I'm exactly the, I feel exactly the same, but it, it was so interesting and it makes you like watching it. I'm, I'm even when I was watching, it, I was like, Oh, so I am normal and it's not unusual. And I don't know. It's, it's like we spoke about when we did, um, the previous episode on women's health because there is are so many taboos on how it should look and the appearance of things and it's so easy to talk yourself into a place where you're like oh I'm all out of sorts and it doesn't look right and actually it totally does um and they discuss things like FGM rape vaginismus and all these different subjects that never ever ever get primetime television space and things I don't think a lot of people understand like I knew very little about FGM before watching this and I was just I felt really ignorant but equally I was like god that's so important that people have yeah told this, us this, this is th- still going on this program now I'm going to watch it I mean I was going to watch it but you've just prompted me to put it on top of my watch list while I'm just scanning through a Guardian review and the comments like just go on for pages and pages and pages like people just kind of applauding it I mean there's still negative comments but for there to be positive comments on like a Guardian TV review is is quite unheard of so round of applause to Channel 4 for that yeah, it was brilliant. Also, linking to that, there is an amazing, amazing Instagram account called The Volva Gallery, which is obviously at the full stop Volva, full stop gallery. And it's basically um, an Instagram page where this lady, I can't remember her name, illustrates different Volvas. I think people send in photographs and she illustrates them. And it's such a brilliant page to kind of make you realise that everyone is different. I don't know, it's pages like that that make you think, like kind of erase this weird inverted commas neat and tidy thing that we're told time and time again because of the porn industry and so many different things that that is how Evolver is supposed to look but anyway this program was so inspiring um really interesting and yeah it's a really brilliant watch so I feel like I interrupted you so much no there. no absolutely fine I am on the it's the vulva the dot vulva dot gallery on Instagram and um the person that runs it is Hilda Atalanta there we go. Fill, filled in the blanks. Well, whilst we're on vulvas and vaginas, I'm going to run with the theme. Um, a previous guest of the fringe of it, um, the gyna geek, who is Dr. Dr. Anitra Mitra, um, is just about to release her book this week. And it's um, it's called The Gyna Geek. And the title of the book is Your No Nonsense Guide to Down There Healthcare. Woo! So, well, Can we get another round of applause, please? <laughs> so if you haven't listened to that episode with Anita, go back and listen to it. But if you have and you want to know more, there'll be a link in the show notes to her book it's a paperback book and it's about 250 pages all of I mean it covers everything from fertility to pregnancy to smears to periods to I've just seen the word cervix I mean everything um we could I mean I'll tell you what we could should have just themed this episode around vulvas and vaginas I know I could have I could keep on um what else have you watched what's the other thing on your list the other thing I've been watching was the program, another program on Channel 4 called Sleeping with the Far Right, which was hosted by Alice Levine. Um, did you see no, that? No, I'm behind. I'll tell you why when I get onto my oh, TV chat. Um, but again, another thing that is on my to-watch list. It was fascinating, but it was also quite infuriating. It was just, it was quite a difficult thing to watch. A lot of it I, I expected. I kind of, I think when you watch programs like that often, you kind of know the people that will be on it and the things they'll be saying but it was just fascinating but the way um Alice Levine handled a lot of really difficult situations was really really inspiring because I read an article actually in Stylus this week um and it was basically about talking to people who disagree with you um and the art of debate and the art of discussion um because obviously on the with this generation that we're on with Twitter it's so easy to just you know, shut people down or cancel people and not have an educated discussion, even if people have such extreme views, it's a lot harder to sit and educate someone than it is just to say, no, I, I, I get my, I get your back up and disagree, which obviously is so knee jerk reaction, easy kind of thing. Like I do it all the time, but it was just, it was really, I don't know. It was insightful in many ways, but in other ways it was just quite infuriating because you just want to shake this guy. There were so many things that were just so ill-informed. Like at one point she was talking to this guy's wife and she was talking about the number of rapes in the UK. And she, the lady was just, when Alice was like, well, they're all like the large percentage of them are done by white, white men, white British men. 
And this lady was like, oh, no, she just said white men. And this lady was like, oh, you mean like Polish? Or, and it's like, Alice was like, no, no, just white British men. And she just couldn't fathom. It was just there was there was lots of very, very difficult and problematic things that came up. Um, but it was a really interesting watch. And Alice, I think she was did a really great job. I haven't seen anything similar to it other than stuff. Obviously, Louis Theroux does so excellently. But um, I think she did a really, really, really good job of it. Again, it wasn't the kind of program you watch to feel good or feel uplifted. But I just, I love Alice Levine. Yeah, I've got a lot of time. For same, her. same. Yeah. And um, yeah, everything you've just said. Like I just know if you said if you put me in the same situation, I mean, you would have booted me out after an afternoon. And obviously, that's not the point of it. The whole point is for her to get insight and more of an understanding of this type of character. Whereas I would have just blown it, and Channel Four would have been like, "Well, well done." Well, then I know that's the thing. I'm so off. I get you can get it's so easy to get hot headed mm. with people like that because you're just like, I can't understand how you have such incorrect or extreme views. But obviously, that's not going to provoke an interesting conversation between someone when often, like Joe was saying, like with people like Louis Theroux, it's almost what's not said that provokes what is said because you don't have to necessarily ask a lot of questions because these people just start spouting these obscure views anyway. If you just kind of give them you know an inch yeah so yeah, yeah no it was really really interesting but um yeah I've watched two very um I'm gonna say I feel like what I'm gonna tell you that I've watched is gonna pale in insignificance no I, I have this one I, the other thing I watched was the Oscars well I didn't watch the Oscars but I caught up with a lot of Oscars stuff which was obviously my bit of like bright entertainment Happy TV. Fair enough. You've balanced it out. Well, I've not watched anything intellectual, but two things that I have watched caused an absolute outcry on Instagram stories when I told people I haven't watched Ooh. them. You know, sometimes on Instagram stories, you'll say something and you weren't, you know, I don't story to get replies as in, um, that's not why I do it. But every now and again, I'll say something on Instagram stories and my inbox will just kind of go wild. And I'm like, oh, I did not see that coming. So whilst Jack was away, I um, started watching Gilmore Girls and people oh. could not believe that I have not seen it. Have you seen it? I've seen a few episodes, which I know would spark the same amount of outcry because I've not seen enough to really feel that kind of investment in the characters because what I have seen has been really lovely well it's interesting because it was um aired in the early 2000s but obviously it's just completely missed my radar and I don't know how so um but why the reason I wanted to watch it is because it's made by Amy Sherman um, Palladino who makes um the marvelous Mrs Maisel and also people have been telling me to watch it forever so it's about um a relationship between single mother and her daughter and they're both called Lorelai Gilmore um, but the most important part about the whole thing is they live in this place called Stars Hollow in Connecticut. And it's like the cutest thing I've ever seen, like all the restaurants and all the shops. And it's just, it's really good. And I know people are screaming at me going, you're so behind, but it's a lot, it's a lot to catch up on. Um, so I actually didn't make a dent in that like I wanted to. The second thing that I watched, which also I don't think I've ever had so many messages ever, was I started watching This Is Us, which the first series is available on Amazon Prime. Have you seen it? No, but I've heard lots and lots and lots of good things. Well, I hadn't heard anything, and my but my brother's been on at me like a few times to watch it, and he, he popped round, which I liked, on Saturday, and he was like, he calls me Charles, he was like, Charles, have you watched This Is Us yet? He's a bit, mm -hmm. he's a bit Mancunian, northern, like more northern, but never, never lived in Manchester. But anyway, that's my brother. And I was like, no, I've not watched it yet. And he was like, please. And I was like, fine. So I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, sign me up. Um, so, and Jack was like, what should we watch on telly tonight? And I was like, I want to watch this. And he was like, really? And I was like, you asked me what I wanted to watch. Because I don't know about you, but trying to decide oh, yeah. like, what we're going to have for dinner or what we're going to watch on TV oh, sometimes God. is a bit of an ordeal. And I wish, I wish, I pray for days that Joe makes a decision. Yeah, well, and I was like, Jack, I've made a decision for once. And you're questioning and me. Like, but that's the but... wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we started watching it. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to try and explain it without doing any plot spoilers but I mean pretty much I imagine 90% of listeners have, have seen it but the trailer I'll just describe the trailer so there's a couple who are having triplets one of the people in the couple is Mandy Moore um, right. and Jack was like who's who's Mandy Moore I was like what and you were like stop right there pal hold hold, we were talking about, hold the wedding um, yeah we talk about all kinds of stuff like that and Jack's like what 
and I'm, he lives under a rock anyway. Um, and then you cut to an actor called Kevin. He's having a bit of a meltdown on set. And then also in the trailer is a man who's just found found his adopted father. And then we see another woman who's on a bit of a weight loss journey. Um, and the trailer's quite emotional. But oh my God, the twists and the turns in the first episode, it's just the most life-affirming show. Like you will be in floods of tears. It's English. And in the next minute. Um, it's American. It was. It came out in 2016. Um, but I watched three episodes and had to stop. And then I watched three episodes again yesterday and had to stop. But you can't. You cannot binge watch it. Well, you can, but I think it. You know, it, it's emotional, but it's life affirming emotional. Like so, it's it's very much a roller coaster. It's beautiful. It's like one of the most. I already know. It's like one of my favorite shows of all time, and I've only wow. watched six episodes. That's okay. How much have you got to catch up on? Um, so the series one and series two are already out. Series three has been screened in the US apparently, um, but there's no date for release in the UK. So so it's doable. It's quite nice being up to date as well. Yeah, yeah. But watch it, honestly. I think you'll love it. Okay, I will tune in. Shall we move on to shopping? I did that thing where I was like, not bought anything this week, not bought anything. And then once I started looking, oh. <laughs> turns out I have. Oh dear, what, what did you buy? Well, the first thing I bought is something that's been on my list for years to buy, and that's the Grents and Nanette boots. I wanted them a couple of years ago, and then I actually had them on my feet, maybe like November time? Yeah, I remember. And then Holly Willoughby wore them. You said they made, initially, you you said something funny about me, you were like, oh, they make my feet look like, um, was it? Boats. Boats, yeah. Yeah, they did because I just wasn't used to them. Um, but I think it was like going from, you know, like autumn to like chunky boots. I was like, what, what is this? So I, I was in the Grenson shop and I had them on my feet and I was like, I'm going to think about them just because they are quite expensive. And I'll come, bu- come back anywhere. A couple of cocktails happened. I never went back. Then Holly Willie- Willoughby wore them on I'm a Celebrity and forget getting your hands on the pair. So I've missed two restocks. And they just did a third restock, and I was, and I haven't stopped thinking about them all winter. Um, so I've purchased them, but I purchased the wrong size, so I need to do an exchange. But I'm very happy, um, and I'm also hoping for another cold snap so that I can wear they them. They are gorgeous. Sorry, They're great boots. You won't regret it. They're very lightweight, aren't they, for chunky boots? They're really lovely. I said to you, I said, when I first wore them, they did feel a bit like ice skates. So when you first put ice skates on, and you kind of start walking, like almost rocking side to side because you're a bit like oh I can't walk in these and then you get over that small short phase and they're the most comfortable thing ever yeah I'm really excited that I've finally saved up the money and bought them and like don't feel guilty about it because it is a lot of money but I do feel like I'll wear them for years to come so it's definitely an investment purchase Um, and then the other thing I bought was and I was really nervous about this one day on Instagram you know I logged on and then I found myself on this Instagram profile and I was like, oh, oh, this looks quite exciting. And it was a, a profile called Lofty Frocks, <gasps> which is L-O-F-T-Y. Do you know the one? No, I don't. But I'm glad you're mentioning it because I have been on her profile since and I'm just excited to hear more about this this journey. Or maybe a follower sent me one of um, her designs and... And I was at, um, it was a particular dress and it's called the Sundance, but you can get it kind of basically tailor-made to you. So you send across your waist, me- waist measurements, your bust measurements and your shoulder measurements. And then you kind of say if you want a frill on it and then you get to pick your fabric. But the fabric is old, like retro bed sheets. Oh, so it's kind of like ditzy florals or like 70s, like prints, like there's just some incredible fabrics. So in a way you're kind of taking like a bit of a, of a punt because you're like will that look good in that fabric if I have like a frill on the bottom will it suit me so I was a bit nervous and the the wait time's about four weeks because they're all kind of made to order anyway it arrived one Tuesday and oh my goodness I honestly nearly cried I was so happy because I had a bit of a rant um and we can maybe turn this into a podcast subject but just about um certain brands don't at least go up to a size 18. I mean, that you should really go beyond. But I mean, a brand stopping at a size 14 in 2019 just seems, just seems like I can't get my head around oh, it. And I'd, I'd been fighting with a, with a few dresses recently and changing rooms and just feeling bad about myself. And anyway, I put this dress on and 
I just felt like a million dollars in this retro bed sheet that's been been whipped up into a dress. Um, and it fits perfectly because obviously I sent across my measurements. Um, and I can't recommend it enough. So head over to Lofty Frocks and you will see a variety of different styles of dresses. But already I'm saving up for another one because it's just the ha- like... I just love wearing it. You know, when you're just so happy to be wearing something. I'm so excited to like, I'm really tempted to buy a dress now because I was looking and it looks amazing on you. But I was just like, it's like being a fashion designer. Yeah, it's kind of like you're just not, and I, um, so the Sundance, because it was a maxi dress and it has a front, it was £135. And it, you know, it's not just like popping in to a high street store and, I don't know, I was just a bit like, oh, I've spent £135, is it going to fit? Like, am I going to love it? And, oh my God, I love it. I I would happily get married in it, but now Jack's seen it, so I need to get married in something else. Shout out to dressmakers out there. It's now spurred me and my neighbour on, because weirdly she works for, to cut a very long story short, um, a, <laughs> a lady that works for a sewing machine company. And as a, for a project, she... Um, had this bespoke dress made in rifle paper fabric. Have you seen it? They they print their own cottons and things. Oh, do they? Yeah, but it's weird. So she knocked on my door and threw the like the glass that you you know that glass where you can't quite see anybody. I kind of knew it was rifle paper fabric. I was like, what am I am I seeing? You know, they things? did fabric. Anyway, she, yeah, and it was beautiful. So she got this dress made, and she and weirdly we both had like handmade dresses on on the same day and both of us were like stood in my hallway for like half an hour just commenting on the fit and the shape and it just goes to show you know in terms of high street dresses like not one size fits all and dressmaking is the way forward oh I am so oh do you know what I know what I'm gonna be doing after this <laughs> I was gonna say can you just stay on the line just so we can record the rest of the podcast because I felt like you're gonna hang up then and go and order <laughs> one wait there she's off Boo. um so that was really exciting um and then the other thing that I have bought is I've bought some books I can't stop buying books I'm going to mention a couple one is by Dr Anjali Marto um I'll spell that so A-N-J-A-L-I and then second name M-A-H-T-O and she's got a book out called the skincare bible and I kind of feel like I love skincare, I love beauty products, but sometimes I don't always know what to do for the best or understand quite not what my skin needs. And this book is basically like breaking down your skin um, and how to treat it and what ingredients mean, you know, because you hear like retinol or vitamin C or um, collagen or, you know, yeah. all these different things. And you're like, what? what what like it's literally jargon um and she is a trained dermatologist and this book is just basically clears up any kind of nonsense um and she says you know when it comes to best products high price doesn't necessarily mean high quality um and also it really helps that the book is baby pink with a with a gold um metallic font on it but it's really great and I'm really enjoying following her on Instagram so I would definitely recommend that book. And then the second book that I've got is called It's Not About the Burqa, which has been edited by Mariam Khan. Um, And I think this came out a couple of weeks ago. And it's a collection of essays um, that explores the pressures of being a a Muslim woman in 2019. Um, And I'm really excited to read it. I think there's just about uh, about 15 contributors to it. So um, I haven't started that one yet, but very excited to get stuck into it. So... Um, we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Oh, they both sound really, really interesting. I'm on the hunt. For, I always say I'm on the hunt for new books, but then I've got this huge pile of unread books. And obviously, and I've read something recently about reading becoming quite competitive in this day and age where people are like, I've done 12 of 34 on my reading list for this year. And I'm just like, I'm still pottering my way through number one. But I'm rereading Harry Potter. Um. But yeah, I know what you mean. I kind of see people kind of doing roundups of books and I'm like, how? How are you doing that? But I do think you do need to make time for it. Yeah, um, you do. And when, when you get what I personally it, need to make, make time for once it. Once you flex that reading muscle, once you get back into it, it's a lot easier. Whereas I feel like when I finish a book, if I don't start another book after that, then I'm like, when did I ever fit this in? 
Yeah, totally, totally agree with you. So maybe phone calls and, and more books. Yes, two things we are Brilliant. campaigning for, but they both sound brilliant. I totally agree with you about skincare as well. I feel like it's so overwhelming. Like I was speaking to a friend recently and she was like, so what do you do? Do you use cleanser, then toner? And I'm like, no one, like, no one teaches you this in school, guys. <laughs> but it's like, it's so hard to get. I think there's no point when you go from being like a teenager using wipes, which you shouldn't use, to knowing what else to do. And there's always so much conflicting information that it's a bit like, oh. Yeah, no, definitely. I kind of feel like I need to hit the reset button on skincare and, uh, and actually kind of educate myself a bit more. So I am really... Yeah, I kind of feel like I want to dish that book out to, to quite a lot of my friends because they're always like, what do you do with skincare? And it's like, well, it's kind of really personal, isn't yeah. it? Like what works for my skin isn't going to work for your skin and vice versa. Yeah, completely, completely. Have you been shopping this do week? No, I've not done an... No, um, yeah, I bought one thing. Um, I, by yeah. complete chance, I haven't really done too much shopping. I'm trying to, you know, use... Well, well it's ev- everything that's in my wardrobe. I think sometimes when I go into it of a wardrobe slump, rather than just looking at all the things I have and looking on Pinterest and saved on Instagram, I think, well, I'll buy a new top to snazz things up. And then obviously you wear that once and the novelty wears off and then you're back to where you were. So I've just been really trying to kind of formulate outfits based on what I have and look at the things I'm saving. And it's always good jeans and a nice blouse. And I'm like, well, I've got all those things. Like, do I need to like change my makeup up or wear some different earrings? And I've been trying to just do that recently. But yesterday I was on anthropology. I feel like from time to time, like from time to time, I go on there, see what's new in the homeware, see what's new in the fashions. And I came across um, a pair of shoes that I fell in love with. And like your Grenson's, they were about £200. But the shoe designer was, I think it's called About Ariane. And they're a Spanish shoe brand. I know the one. I know the one. My heart's beating. Oh. I've got sweaty and palms. I, Which they're ones? They're green, like satin ones. They're really 80s, but really brilliant as well. Very Copenhagen. And I never, I think I clicked on their Instagram and I realised I already followed them. And I was like, and they're I think they try and produce everything really ethically. And I was just like, oh my God. And I did treat myself to a pair of shoes because I, whenever I go out, I'm always like, I don't have any nice heels. Um, I have like one pair of silver heels and I sh- don't wear anything else. And I was like, oh, these could really give life to great jeans. And like, they could really snazz up some outfits. So I don't know what the fit's going to be like. I don't know anything else. They also had a pot, like a hot pink um, Matt and Nat vegan leather vanity case, um, which I was just like, <gasps> which was amazing. It just oh, all these things I just didn't realise I needed until I went on there. So do not recommend going. On oh no, I'm on their Instagram right now. I'm practically zoning out from what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening, um, but yeah, I think I've just found the ones that you've ordered. But yeah, I have so many of these shoes earmarked. But I think as we keep saying, it's about buying less and buying better if you can. Um, or reworking what's in your wardrobe, or just like you say, uh, sometimes it's a new pair of earrings, or, um, and I've said this before, but I mean, when I was younger, I used to actively have like, like trying on clothes sessions. Um, And I just think that's really important, because you're like, oh, of course that goes with that. And I love it. It makes such a difference. Even at the weekend, I was trying to get ready to go out and I had to put a nice outfit on and Brittany was staying over and I was like please help me look in my wardrobe because I never have anyone to help me pick things out and it was just by like styling my hair in a different way that transformed this outfit that I was like I've I liked it but I wasn't sure how to style it and I was like oh I'll wear these shoes and then obviously I'd had like a different perspective and it made the world of difference because now I'm like oh that looks really good together whereas previously I would have been like oh no I need to buy a new dress Whereas actually just kind of yeah, switching yeah, up definitely. components, like, oh, I'll put my hair up and I'll wear some chunky earrings and I'll wear boots instead of trainers. And then suddenly you're like, there you go, got a great outfit. Off I go, yeah, you just need some time, don't you? And just like, or, or a friend for a new perspective. It makes such a difference. And it is, it's, it, it is like, it can feel uninspiring, but I honestly, I'm always saving things on Instagram, always trying to shake that up and just look at the things I'm constantly going back to. Because often I'll be like, oh, I have all of those things in my wardrobe. I'm like, why have I not put them together? And I'm just trying to shop for a new alternative of what I already have. Yeah, I know you just need some inspiration to strike. I fully agree with you. Absolutely. Have you put anything nice in your mouth this week? <laughs> 
Um, no, not apart from our pink pickles. I should have saved that, Can shouldn't I? I, I must quick... quickly shout out something on Fridge Fantasies. I just thought, because it kind of ties into shopping, I went into Marks and Spencers and I bought some of their chocolate hot crust buns. <sighs> I tell you what, I've tried one of their hot chocolate hot crust buns this week. Sensational. I, mean, I, I, don't, I quite like them not toasted. Is that controversial? Well, the... I what a hot cross bun in general or oh, those the, hot, the chocolate those ones. Chocolate a hot cross bun in general should always be toasted with butter. Right, fine. I thought you were being really controversial. Oh no, no, just the chocolate ones because I feel they melt quite a lot and they get a bit mucky. Whereas when not toasted, it's like a cake. <laughs> My mum had some, and you can say what you want about whether you think it's too early for hot cross buns. I mean, I had a hot cross bun, and mum was like, "Steady as you go." Me and your dad had some of those and got into a right mess, and I was like all right, like, how dramatic can you be? And then I had one. It's in a right mess. It's on your lips. It's on your fingers. Like, something about the chocolate chips when they're toasted. Like, yeah, oh, you're in I there. know. They're so good, though. I've had two today, and I'm pulling pulling the reins in. Also, must shout out, if you've got a coat in your local area, they're scrambled eggs, I must say. What are they doing to their scrambled eggs? They're putting chives in them. <laughs> so good. Who'd have thought it? You know you can do that at home, right? Yeah, I did it today. I was like, I want a coach scrambled egg, please. <laughs> I, I was like really looking forward to what they did. And you were like, they they just put chives in. A them. bit of marmite, a bit of paprika. No, just a bit of chives. <laughs> Delicious. Well, thanks for that. I can't wait for us to get our own slot on a cooking show. Won't be long now. I know, any day. Well, I'm gonna wrap it up. Um, I think I've just heard June coming from nursery. I'm sure Maggie, Maggie probably needs a walk. So um, I've really enjoyed myself this week. I've had a lovely, it's been a good old natter. We've got plenty of guests lined up. So lots of topics. So this week was more of just a catching up because otherwise we, we, we just go on. I don't know if we mentioned, who only knows, um, but we're going to move the podcast release to a Wednesday for various reasons. We just like to keep you on your toes. So we just want to try and work it out between my schedule, live schedule. And then obviously we have our lovely editor, Rosie, as well. Um, so we just need to kind of make sure it works for all three of us. And we felt a Wednesday was a bit easier than a Monday. So if you're wondering what's happening, that's what's happening. Um, as always, head to the Facebook group, which is on facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the fringe of it and we'll speak to you next week have a lovely week bye bye botox cosmetic out of botulinum toxin a fda approved for over 20 years so talk to your specialist to see if botox cosmetic is right for you for full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.